Mucky Landon. Population 622 and a half. It's an odd little backwater in a lower, slower corner of the tiny state of Delaware, mostly known for being not too far from someplace you'd rather be. I'm Virgil Slatter. Me and my partner, Harmon Truesdale, own the Bucky Landed Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. John's and Broad. If you somehow end up going south on Route 9 because you were trying to avoid crossing the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and you end up here by mistake, <laughs> that's how most folks find Mucky Landon, unless they were born here. You be sure to stop by and say hi. If it's Saturday, be sure to try Harmon's Toasted Weak Fish with bologna pickle sauce. Mucky Landon, sort of a podcast, season one, episode four. Blindfolds, please. R-M-U-K. Mucky Landing. Hey there, it's me again, Darrell Bernstein. And it's uh, 6.03 a.m., I think, maybe. Might be 3.06 a.m., I don't know. Look at your damn clock and figure it out yourselves. You know, I'd been happy if the only time I ever saw dawn's early light was after a hard night of partying. But when you sign up for this glamorous radio DJ life, you have to look at it every goddamn day. Wish somebody would have told me that before I took this job. And another thing, getting up at 3 in the morning to go to work is doing a real number on my sex life. All of which means I have even fewer shits to give them a normally sunny disposition allows. Now, if you're laying all comfy and warm in your bed right now, because it's kind of cold outside and you're going to lay there and just enjoy it for a couple more minutes before you have to get up, I want you to roll on over a little closer to the radio where you can hear me real good. Because I have a very special good morning message from me to you. Little bit closer. That's it. Get up! Roll your lazy asses out of bed, people! And start making like you're going to work. Whew! That felt good. Of course, you know, I'm only talking to people with real jobs. Not your work-from-home state employees. You people can just hit the snooze button and maybe we'll see you around lunchtime if we're lucky. Okay, so right about now is when I gotta tell you about the weather. Oh, you're not going to like this. I'm looking at today's weather report, and it is pure crap. Looks like we've got a typical Delaware winter day in store, folks. For the time being, we've got heavy fog, and the temperature is a nasty, damp 35 degrees. The fog will last right on through the morning commute, clearing off around 9, which is about when we'll see torrential rain with flooding in low-lying areas. That would include the entire Mucky Landing Ditchwater Radio listening area, of course. And I don't want to hear any whining from you people down in Slaughter Beach. They done told you over and over that your so-called beachfront property is already three inches below sea level and there's nothing they can do about it. I'm tired of you people having a dying duck fit every time it rains. If you don't have sense enough to move someplace where your shoes don't float away with every high tide and your dog doesn't smell like mold, it's your own damn fault. Jesus whipped people are stupid. Anyway... The rain's going to keep up all day, then right around sunset, it's going to stop. That's when the temperature's going to drop like a fat man falling off a high dive, so watch out for black ice pretty much everywhere on your way home. And that's the weather. You know, it's days like this that make me wonder why the hell I ever left Virginia. All right, what else we got here? Oh, right, I have got some good gossip right here, so listen up, people. Y'all ain't going to believe this shit. 
You may have heard my recent interview with local artist Merkel Kirtle, or whatever her name is, talking about her art exhibit that's opening tomorrow at the Fuzzy Duck Gallery down in Ditchwater. You know I'd rather eat burnt toenails than go to an art exhibit, but hear me out on this one. Because believe me, this is juicy. As you all know, Girdle's claim to fame is her so-called art made out of trash and her unnatural hair color. A little bird told me that her art show has some pretty eye-popping not-to-be-missed paintings in it. I'm talking stuff like we've never seen around these parts and containing some parts we don't normally see, if you catch my meaning. Does that sound fun or what? Crap, look at the time. I'll tell you more in a minute, but right now... Aloysius, here we go. It's our commercial. Hey there, this is Virgil Slatter. And I'm Harmon Truesdale. And we invite you to stop by the Mucky Landon Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium, selling everything in the world you need in Mucky Landon since 1929. Now, that's a bit of an exaggeration right there, ain't it, Verge? No. I'm just saying, we only bought the place. That doesn't matter. The store's been here since 1929. Oh. Uh, no matter what you need... Go on. Well, it's just that we ain't got enough floor space for everything in the world. Hell, we barely got enough... Harmon, read your part. (sighs) No matter what you got, we need it. Wait, that's not right. Uh, oh, no matter what you need, we got it. Need some ammo for your favorite handgun? We got it. Need a flapper for your favorite toilet? We got it. Need some stamps? Got it. Bacon? Got it. Compost? Got it. Nails? Got it. Eggplant? Do what? Eggplant? Got it. And don't forget to stop by our breakfast counter for this week's special. Homemade on a shingle with a peppered bologna bagel and apple butter. Come see us at the corner of St. Jones and Broad in downtown Mucky Landon for all your home, farm, automotive, construction, and grocery needs. Virgil! Say hi to Aloysius, the world's shortest coon hound. The Mucky Landon Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium. We We got got it. That sounded good, didn't it, Aloysius? Sorry I'm late, Virg, but listen. Armin, you just we, missed our new commercial on the radio. Yeah, yeah, but wait. I, I, I got, Aloysius uh, sounded uh, really good. Yeah. I'm telling you, our customers love this dog. Right, boy? Yeah, great, but... Once they get over those big buggy eyes of his, they... Listen, uh, this is important. Absolutely. Nothing more important than good advertising. Maybe we ought to do a TV ad on WBOC. Virgil, shut the hell up and listen to me. Oh, Harmon. What crawled up your ass and died? I got an emergency, Virgil. I got a real bad emergency. Well, penicillin cured it the last time, didn't it? Just get yourself up to the dock in a box on the highway. No, Virgil, this one's not that kind of bad. It's worse. All right, so what is it? It's bad is what it is. It's really, really... Harmon, I got that part. It's bad. Now just take a deep breath and tell me what the actual problem is. Well... Harmon! I'm gonna fucking kill you, Harmon! Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, Psycho Bob, how you doing? I'm gonna fucking do it, Harmon! I got a knife! Yeah, Psycho Bob, you know, I would just love to sit and chat for a bit, but I kind of got some stuff going on right now. Rain check? Okay. Great. Hey, uh, let's do lunch. Thursday work for you? I'm gonna fucking carve my initials into your liver! Thursday is gone! Super. See you then. I know where you live, Harmon! See you Thursday! Bye! I don't know, Harmon. You might want to keep an eye on that guy. Seems a little off to me. Uh, Psycho Bob's all right. He, he just spent a lot of time in institutions. He's a lot of fun once you get to know him.
I'll take your word for it. Just don't mention his mother. So, what's this big, huge problem you got? You have to ask? It's Myrtle. Myrtle? I thought she showed you the door after that last chakra alignment thingy she needed you for. She did. But this morning, I remembered that she never gave me that painting she did of the two of us. Wait, what? She never gave me the painting. She never, uh, Gave it, it to me, no. Wait, we're not talking about that painting, are we? Not the one she painted of her and you riding the baloney pony, right? Yeah, that'd be the one. Are you shitting me? You said she was going to give it to you, and you were going to burn it, because you didn't want anyone in town to see it. That was the plan, yeah. So what happened? Well, the last night I was over at Myrtle's, she said she had a surprise for me, and disappears into the bedroom. So I hear her tape deck playing some foreign music that sounded like a cow with indigestion, playing the bongos, and then Myrtle shows up in the bedroom doorway with these teeny little symbols stuck on her fingers, wearing nothing but two clamshells and a bunch of souvenir scars from Atlantic City hanging off her hips. I can't tell you how sorry I am that I had to picture that just now. So, she says she's been practicing and she wants to perform her new belly dance for me. Well, I never saw her old belly dance and now I'm sure glad I didn't because this new one was scary enough to put me off pork bellies for the rest of my life. Now that could be a problem right there. Your pork belly surprise is pretty popular with the Thursday lunch counter crowd. Well, it's off the menu until I recover. So she starts cutting her eyes at me and jumping and jiggling all over the living room with her fingers flapping away on those teeny little symbols like she was Maynard G. Krebs at an all-night jazz club. Then she really starts going to town on it, and the pots and pans in the kitchen and the grandfather clock in the hall are rattling like we're in the middle of a moose stampede. Oh, boy. What'd you do? I waited a bit and tried to look like I was interested, but I swear, Virgil... All I could think of was that time my grandma got her one of them diet machines with the belt that stretches around your butt and makes all your fat jump around like a big bag of shake and bake. My brain just threw up a little, Harmon. Her belly was dancing all right. Looked like a bowl of jello on a tilt-a-whirl. I'd figure she'd probably run out of steam before too long, but then I remembered how all that Camel Sutra yoga shit she does gives her staying power like you wouldn't believe. You don't say. I figured I had to put a stop to it before the whole house came down. Not sure that was the best idea. What'd you do? Nothing. I didn't do a thing. I just talked to her. Here it comes. What did you say, Harmon? All I said was she needed to back it down a notch before she blew the Richter scale off the wall. And there he goes. Harmon Truesdale once again raises the bar and beats out all contenders in this week's How to Be an Asshole competition. I don't get it. Here I am trying to be a nice guy and save her from some expensive home repairs, and next thing I know, she's screaming about how I don't know anything about art and how she tried to broaden my horizons, but I was just a hopeless yahoo, which just goes to show how little she really knows me, because I don't even own a computer. She told me she was done with me anyway. Her astrals were all aligned, and her chakras were all charged up, and she was moving on to better things with her art, so I could just get the hell out of her house. I'd say your relationship with Myrtle finally reached its logical conclusion right there. You gotta admit, she had some pretty good talking points. Except for that Yahoo part. I don't really care. I'm done. I've been going over there every night for the last six weeks, having a nice dinner and a couple of beers, and then wearing myself out taking the hot dog wagon to the taco town all night. And with her painting away the whole time we're doing it. And all I ever heard from her was, hold it, or no, roll that way, or 
shit, where'd that paintbrush go? And, and if that one don't make your blood run cold... I don't know why the hell you didn't call it quits after the first time. Verge, I was like a moth to the flame, drawn to my own destruction by a come-hither-look free beer and a meatloaf. It was a relief when she finally threw me out. Sounds like it. Well, it felt so good just to go home and get a good night's sleep. And I never gave another thought to that damn painting until I was driving home last night and heard Ruger Codger on the radio reading off the community calendar and mentioning Myrtle and her art show. Yeah, Durrell was talking about it this morning right before our commercial came on. Hey, Harmon, you don't suppose she's going to put that painting in her show down in Ditchwater down at that, uh, what's it called, the Fuzzy Mallard Gallery? Duck. What? I said duck. Why? What? I said why. Why what? Why duck? I don't know why duck. I guess it was better than porcupine or aardvark. Aardvark's fuzzy. Lord, give me strength. Harmon, let's just drop this line of questioning and see if we can catch the short bus back to Smart Town, okay? On a work day? Oh, for the... What the hell were you trying to tell me? About Myrtle's show at the Fuzzy Duck Gallery. Fuzzy Mallard. Duck. Harmon, I already went down that rabbit hole with you once. I'm not going there again. Oh, no, Virgil. The name of the place is the Fuzzy Duck Gallery, not the Fuzzy Mallard. Whatever. So you don't think Myrtle is going to display that painting down there, do you? Well, that's what I was trying to tell you, Virgil. I think she might. Nah, she wouldn't do that, would she? I mean, it's not just your shortcomings that would be exposed to the world. Myrtle's in the picture, too, right? She was definitely a very active participant. Colorful, too. Ah, hell. There's nothing to worry about, Harmon. Even if she does put it in her show, who the hell is going to see it? I never heard of this fuzzy buck gallery, and I don't know anyone here in Mucky Landon who would be the least bit interested in going to Ditchwater for an art show, except maybe Myrtle. I don't know, Verge. It's on the radio and everything. It's an art show in Ditchwater, and it's Myrtle. Who in their right mind is going to head all the way down there for that? I can't think of anybody from here who's going to make a special trip to Ditchwater just to see Myrtle's old junk. Or yours. Come on, Verge, you know what I mean. We had a bunch of her art stuff on display right here in the store, and nobody liked it. Exactly. So don't worry about it. I don't think even Myrtle wants everybody looking at her what's-its. And that goes double if you're involved with it. And even if she did, who's going to go to Ditchwater to see it? Nobody but Myrtle would be my guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right, Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. Now that I stop and think about it for a minute, I don't know what I was so worried about. You are totally right, Virg. Who'd go all the way down to Ditchwater just to look at a painting of me and Myrtle doing the no-pants dance? <laughs> I sure as hell wouldn't. No siree, not on a bet. Martin Virgil. Hey there, Harmon. Mabel Sprout, haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. What you been up to? You been breaking all sorts of hearts down there at the Ditchwater Senior Center? Now, Virgil, you know it's not polite to ask a lady about her love life. Although, I'll tell you, the pickings have been pretty slim down there. I've been having better luck right here in Mucky Landing over at the Universal Unitarialist Church. Looking for love in all the righteous places, huh? Well, that's good thinking, Mabel. Bound to be a feller or two looking for comfort and a home-cooked meal at the church. Harmon, you used to go to the UUC, didn't you? Well, not really. I only went once to one of their Friday night wine and beer services. I thought maybe it'd be a good place to meet women. How come you only went the one time? To tell you the truth, I don't rightly remember much about it. 
Those unicyclists. Unitarialists. Yeah, them, the unit, um, unit zaterialists. Well, they have some wild services. I'm pretty sure at some point shots were involved and maybe a keg stand, but I'm kind of hazy on the rest. Woke up at home the next day wearing somebody else's tidy whitey I hate it when that happens. How do you know they weren't yours, Harmon? Not much difference between your Fruit of the Looms and the next guys. Well, when I went over there, I was wearing boxers. Yeah, that's a giveaway right there. Plus, the ones I woke up in had Bubba written in the waistband with laundry marker. You don't say. Well, never went back after that. I was afraid Bubba would either recognize me and ask for a shorts back or else... Remind me of how we got acquainted. Some mysteries are best left unexplored. I met me a live one at the Thursday night pancake and Jägermeister supper over there a couple of weeks ago. Did you now? Yep. Herb Tittlemeister, from up near Big Trickle Creek, dances a mean rumba. He's taking me to that naughty art show down in Ditchwater tomorrow. Say what? You know, Harmon, that naughty art show. Everybody in town's talking about it. Uh, naughty art show? That's why I stopped by. We're heading down to the Fuzzy Duck Gallery tomorrow evening for the grand opening of Myrtle Merkel's Dirty Art Show, and I wanted to pick up some snacks for the trip. Snacks? It's only a 20-minute drive to Ditchwater. Oh, I know, but the Unitarialists are taking their party bus down for it. Herb's a deacon, and he wangled a seat for me on the bus. We'll slam down the sacraments at a couple of bars on the way down tour the gallery, and when we get back, there's a clothing-optional margarita service at the church's heated indoor pool. Party bus? Yeah. Those Unitarialists are a hoot. They're a lot more fun than that bunch over at Flames of Fire and Grace Wright Primitive Baptist. I went to a couple of potluck and Kool-Aid dinners over there, and all those fellas wanted to do was read Bible verses and talk in tongues. Well, I don't speak tongue, so I had a hard time holding up my end of the conversation. Say, you fellas all right? You're looking kind of pale there. No, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just a little shocked that there's that many people interested in uh, Myrtle's show, that's all. Uh, yeah, um, y- you know, I-, I think I'm gonna go back to the kitchen now and, and take care of the salami. Think about what I've done with my life, whether it's still, you know, worth living and all. Uh, yeah, right. You do that, Harmon. I'll be back there in a minute to see how you're doing with uh, your meat and stuff. Hey, Mabel, you go ahead and get your shopping done. I'm just going to step into the kitchen there and remove all the sharp implements. Won't Harmon have a hard time with the salami if you do that? Somehow, I don't think his salami's going to give him any more trouble than it already has. Be right back, Mabel. Come on, Aloysius. Party bus? The Universal Unilaterists are bringing a fucking party bus? Everybody's gonna know about this. Oh, I'm a dead man. I am so, oh, I am so dead. Grandma Valenzian is gonna kill me for bringing shame to the family name when she hears about this. Your grandmother died 15 years ago. Oh, don't underestimate Grandma Valenziano. Besides, your last name isn't Valenziano. It's Truesdale. Well, yeah, I guess that's something to be thankful for. Grandma Truesdale's all a four foot ten and 96 pounds soaking wet. 
two of us could probably take her. Your grandma Truesdale moved to Fort Lauderdale right after she and your pop had that falling out over him selling the family liquor store to Mr. and Mrs. Faruqi. You know damn well she doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone by the name of Truesdale, so I'm pretty sure killing you is the last thing on her mind. Hell, by now she's probably moved and changed her name half a dozen times to keep you from tracking her down and to ask for money. Oh, right, I forgot she moved. And she liked me best of all the Truesdales. That's why she left me her house. And the world's largest doily collection. Hey, don't sneer at the doilies. They came in pretty handy during the pandemic when nobody had toilet paper. Got that tip from Better Homes and Gardens, did you? They're reusable, too. You just toss them in the wash. Okay, I'm telling you right now. If you're still using the big ones as placemats, I'm never eating at your house again. You know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Pop should never have spent his part of the liquor store proceeds on that stupid muskrat farm. I told him muskrats didn't make good pets. He should have listened to me and sold cute little puppies instead. There wouldn't have been a lawsuit, and he wouldn't have lost the business, and I'd have had both my share of the store and a nice little pet store business on the side. And that little girl would still have all her toes. Odds are she wouldn't have needed that glass eyeball neither. I said cute little puppies, Aloysius, not you. Better to die young in muskrat chew than to grow up with the creature from the Black Lagoon sleeping in your bed. That kind of thing warps a person. I'll live with it. Look, none of this is getting us any closer to figuring out what to do about that stupid painting. Now hold on there, Verge. I appreciate you looking out for me and all, but, you know, this is my mess and... I'm the one who should rightly be laying down in it. Harmon. But no, Verge, I I know what you're going to say, and there's no need for you to get involved with this thing here. I got myself into this, and I'm the one who needs to fix it. Harmon, wait. I appreciate what you're trying to say, Verge, but this is just one of those do-or-die moments. I have been caught red-handed with my pants down. The cat is out of the bag, and the mice will play. And for once in his life, Harmon Truesdale needs to man up pay the music and face the piper. Jeez, Harmon, would you pick a cliche and land on it, please? I'm having a hard time seeing the metaphor for the trees here. I'm just saying I need to take care of this myself. I agree completely. And I know how you... Wait, what? I agree with you. You do? Absolutely. Well, huh. Didn't figure on you agreeing with me. That kind of derails my whole thought process there. Can we go back a few minutes and start this part over again so I can get my bearings? Look, Harmon... I agree that this is your mess, and you're the one who needs to clean it up. But you're not only my business partner and my best friend. You're also a man who, through no fault of your own, has a very special relationship with the fuck-up fairy. You know you'll screw up any situation six ways from Sunday if left to your own devices. Well, that's true right there, Verge. Nobody in town would disagree with you on that one. So, here's the problem in a nutshell. Mucky Landon isn't ready for full frontal harm. If that painting goes on display at the Fuzzy Dick, you'll never be able to show your face in this town again, or any other part of your anatomy. And I'll be out both a business partner and a best friend. I ain't gonna let that happen. So here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna march on over to Myrtle's place and ask for that painting back. 
I'll go along as backup to make sure you don't follow your natural inclinations and do something stupid to mess it up. Don't you think I thought of that? I already stopped by Myrtle's house on my way over this morning. Oh, shit. No, it's okay. She wasn't home. Oh, good. But you know she lives right across the street from Ms. Gooch? Oh, shit. And, of course, Ms. Gooch was standing there in the front window with her high-powered binoculars, and as soon as she spotted me, she marched right over with a message from Myrtle. So, what was the message? Ms. Gooch said, and this is an exact quote, If Myrtle ever sees or hears so much as a squeaky fart out of you, Harmon Truesdale, she'll tie your what's in so many knots, you'll be pissing out your ears. Yeah, sounds like Ms. Gooch. You know, when you hear a message like that from a 90-year-old Sunday school teacher, you take it serious. Okay, well... How about if I go over without you and ask for the painting? Nope. Myrtle thought of that, too. To quote Ms. Gooch, and that goes for your asshole buddy Virgil Slatter, too. Damn. Well, Harmon, I'm just as partial to keeping Mr. Happy out of a knot-tying demonstration as you are, so asking for the painting is out. That means we need to put our heads together and see what kind of a plan we can come up with to make sure nobody sees that painting. Good thinking, Virgil. Oh, Okay, need a plan, need a plan. Uh, oh, 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 I got it, I got it. Glad to see you put so much thought into it, Harmon. At the risk of being greatly disappointed, I'll go ahead and ask. What's your plan? Okay, we get Doral and Ruger Codger to announce on their radio show that Ed McMahon's coming to Mucky Landon tomorrow night to give somebody a check for a million dollars. So everybody needs to stay home in case it's them. Now why in the world would they agree to make a boneheaded announcement like that? And even if they did, and by some miracle, everybody in town stayed home tomorrow night, what's to keep them from going to see the painting the next day? Not to mention that everybody knows Ed McMahon's dead. He is? Huh. I wonder if Johnny Carson and the Reader's Digest Clearinghouse people know about that. Well, that's definitely a flaw in the ointment. Oh, wait, 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 I got a better idea. I know I'll regret saying this, but... Let's hear it. You remember in Close Encounters of the E.T. kind how the government kept everybody away from Mount Rushmore by throwing a bunch of dead cows and canaries and shit on the highway and saying they died of arthritis? Yep. Knew I was going to regret it. I don't think that's exactly how that particular plot point went, Harmon, but I'm curious to see how much stupid you can cram into that particular box. What's your idea? Okay, so we get your Uncle Boone to take his pack of coon hounds out on the road outside town and tell them all to lay down and play dead for a few hours. All they do is lay around in the dirt all day anyway, so that shouldn't be too hard. Then we get Doral and Ruger Codger to announce on the radio that nobody can leave town because of the Ebola outbreak. Let me ask you something, Harmon. Do you have any ideas that don't involve dead celebrities, alien movies, or Doral and Ruger suddenly going brain dead and telling lies on the radio? Uh, let me think. Nope, not a one. Thought not. Well, what's your big idea for getting the painting back, Mr. Smarty Pants? So far, I'm the only one doing any thinking at all here. Just give me a minute. I'll think of something. Hey, Virgil, you still in there? I'm done. Be right there, Mabel. I gotta go check Mabel out. Oh, come on, Virgil. You know you can do better than Mabel Sprout. She's gotta be at least 70. Harmon? There are times when I think your cheese has slid completely off your cracker. Mabel's got her stuff and wants to check out. Come on out front. We'll finish this discussion after she's gone. You find everything all right, Mabel? Sure did. 
Got me some squirt cheese in a can, Ritz crackers, jalapeno turkey jerky, box of ho-hos, pork rinds, and a six-pack of Tic Tacs. All set. All righty, then. Got that. Got that. And there. Got you all totaled up there. Okay to swipe? What's that? My card. Okay to swipe. Swipe? Swipe? That's it. What is? Uh, nothing, Mabel, nothing. You just go ahead and swipe your card. You swipe away. Hey, Harmon, you hear that? Mabel's gonna swipe her card. Never seen anyone get so excited over a MasterCard. You sure you're feeling okay? You're acting a little funny today. Feeling fine, Mabel, just fine. You just giving me an idea, that's all. I'm Chris Polo, producer of Monkey Landing. This episode of Monkey Landing, Blindfolds, Please, featured Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter, Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale, Patty Gatto as Doral Bernstein, Dave Crown as Psycho Bob, and Gina Shuck as Mabel Sprout. Sound design is by Mike Polo, and our theme song and incidental music is written and performed by our music director, the incessantly infragable Jim Rezac. For more of Jim's amazing music, check out jimrezacmusic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Subscribe or leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. Email us at mail at muckylanding.com or pay us a virtual visit at muckylanding.com, where you can learn more about our podcast or sign up for the Mucky Landing mailing list. And feel free to stash a few bucks in Harmon's tip jar at buymeacoffee.com slash muckylanding so he can buy some fresh bologna in your honor. Stay home and stay safe, everybody. I went down to the corner store Bet you all know what I found Nothing but rain and salty water Soaking through that muddy ground You might get into the fight Your feet's always gonna be a little mucky Yeah, even when the sun is shining down Now the dueling twins were passing by They got one brain between them and only three good eyes They're headed for the woods Gonna hunt them up some squirrels The retired teacher She's throwing fits, old men are always snickering and pointing at her tits. She's the prettiest woman in town, maybe in the whole wide world. Now Dave is poor, he don't work for a living. But I must be Rockefeller with all the money I've been giving him. But he tells me it's gonna rain, and that's good to know. Got his hobbies, like telling long stories down at Whiskey Molly's and drinking all their beer and spending all his dough. I went down to the corner store, bet you all know what I found. Nothing but rain and salty water soaking through that muddy ground. Tough, but you could get lucky. 